Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Uh-huh. How's your dragon hunting going? Uh, where was I hunting dragons? Oh, yeah. in the banner. <laughs> yeah. You threw me off there. I know. It's what I do. It's what I do. I thought we were talking about something else, because I I just, you know, mythic hero hunting is what I would usually call it. (laughs) It's like, what? Did I tell Ryan that I was hunting dragons? Oh, no. How does he know I'm a a dragon hunter? And better yet, how does he know that dragons are real? Um, No, I was referring to our new mythic, Seros, who turns into a big, big dragon. So that's, sorry about that. That, I did not mean to throw you off your podcasting game. No problem, but since we're going straight into the summoning on the banner, I haven't had any luck with it. Uh, oh, that's too bad. may try to summon a bit more. Um, I've gotten a lot of pity breaks on it. Gotten two Dimitri, a Julia, and a Leaf. Mm. You and I are kind of in the same boat. I had a legendary Dimitri and a legendary Julia as well, and um, Seros may have to wait until the next sort of triple blue I, I've been kind of approaching Legendary Mythic Banner just kind of like, okay, how 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 many pity breaks am I looking at if I'm focusing on a specific color, like in in this example, blue? And it just happened to work out that I didn't have any of the other blues. And um got a legendary Dimitri pretty quick, and then I got to a ten percent rate appearance rate and, and legendary Julia showed up and I'm like, ah, I know if I go back in, I'm probably just bound to be disappointed. <laughs> so I'm probably going to wait. I don't know how long it'll take for sort of the stars to align, but I'm I'm fine waiting. Like, Saros is she I. Yeah, I, I may actually wait on this one. Um, I've, like I said, I've, you know, only spent about 70 orbs. I didn't say that before, but, you know, because I have the limited orbs and limited funds right now, I uh, probably won't get more funds before this banner ends, so this may be one mythic that I skip out on. We'll see what the um, fourth anniversary event uh, will hold. Uh, we still don't have that Bay channel about it yet, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I think I'm kind of in a, a wait mode as well, because here's the thing. I, I know the mythic banner is going to be around for the start of the anniversary, so it, it probably... As opposed to diving back in with my limited orbs, it, I think I'm going to wait and see what the legendary or the uh, the anniversary brings. But yeah. usually they give at least 20 orbs, maybe more. And, you know, yeah, heck, they might even give us some free summon tickets for the banner. Mm. Uh, you know, that would be nice. Got, got nothing from the little shorter banners like the new revival banner, the mercenary one for the uh Voting Gauntlet, or the new skill banner. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was done with Dark Desert Rituals last week, so. Yes, and those those are the banners uh, running right now. We kind of jumped over that, but in terms of, I think, the highlights, you're looking at the Mythic Heroes Seros banner ending on the 4th of February. Uh, And if you have not dipped into the Dark Dark Desert Rituals, uh, you're going to want to hit that up before the 17th of February, and and the rest are kind of scattered in between. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty quiet week this week. We'll probably spend a little bit more time talking about our three houses, uh, time, which will be coming up later on in the show. Uh, but until then we've got a little bit more Faye to cover as we mentioned with Saros, but, uh, what events do we have to look forward to this week? Uh, well, we got that, uh, awakening banner, uh, bound hero battle banner I was talking about last week, which I had misread it when I first looked at it, and it is actually a revival with Stahl and Sully coming back again. Uh, we got the fourth anniversary event that we mentioned. Uh, still no Fade Channel for it. Expecting that uh, in about an hour and a half or a day in an hour and a half at this <laughs> point. Uh, we got the Fluffy Fur Tour quests starting on the third. Uh, and the anniversary event starts on the second. Um, or reset on the second, I should say. Uh, the Fluffy Fur Tour quest starting on the 3rd. Uh, login bonus for the Tempest Trial coming up at the beginning of next month on the 3rd. Uh, and then we have the Special Heroes banner and login bonus in Tempest Trial. Uh, this should be this year's Valentine's banner. Uh, or uh, what do they call it? Day of Remembrance banner? 
Um, and that all starts on the 6th of February. Nice. Getting into February tomorrow to be a, as of this recording. Uh, January went pretty quick, but uh, looking forward to the anniversary uh, and looking well, forward after to that it. first week, it went pretty quick. That first week took about a year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I suppose you are. You are absolutely correct. The first couple weeks did take some time, but we got there together uh, and uh, we can let the healing begin. Um, and uh, looking at the fourth anniversary, as we mentioned, we don't have news as of this recording. Um, I'll just say jump into our discord bit.ly slash TJ discord. There's a fire emblem channel. Obviously Eddie and I will be in there talking about, um, all the news and whatnot. Uh, it just, it's not going to fit into our normal recorded recording schedule. Um, but we'll, we'll certainly be talking about it there. And then on our next episode, which we'll be recording earlier than normal on Saturday, uh, of next week we'll be talking about it for sure in detail so look forward yep, to that and if you join the discord you can join in on our speculation of who the valentine's heroes are going to be and stuff mm, uh, we yeah, discussed that a bit a couple weeks a week or so ago it's good times good times uh we've got a we've got a next resplendent hero and i don't know if people are upset but people are confused maybe maybe a little bit of both what do we okay. what do we got here, Eddie? Yeah. Like, break it down for I mean, me with this brave Ike. What's this? What's happening here? Yep, it's brave Ike, as Ryan mentioned. Uh, so, Ike or the X Ike that we got as the first CYL Year One version is joining with the uh, tire of the Nidavellir or the Dwarven Enemy Nation. Well, they aren't really dwarves as expected, but the mechanical enemies that we've been fighting. Uh, he doesn't seem to get his own little mechanical horsey thing like uh, what's her name did, uh, Regan, but he has a design based on that. Uh, you know, I haven't really dug into all the complaints and/or confusion. It just, you know, there's so many uh, year one heroes, whether five star only or not, that feel like they could use the bump from the. Uh, plus two that you get for having a resplendent version. That it feels weird that Bike is already getting a new version. I mean, especially since Lissa hasn't gotten her version that she deserves. <laughs> yeah, there are there are quite a few heroes that have not received the resplendent treatment. I think I think I think the problem that people are pointing to is that Ike, as a character, not necessarily a unit, but as a character, has already received the resplendent sort of look and feel but but i I guess you're making a valid point in that um there are a lot of like early year one characters that haven't been given a resplendent unit that are quite popular um and double dipping on on ike seems a little odd although i'll say that this kind of fits in with um the choose your legends running right now so i mean they could kind of like bundle that together as a celebration of cyl being back um, but, uh, I mean, we, we haven't even hit one full year, I guess, I guess Brave Ike will be a full year for the Fae Pass. Like he'll be our first year two resplendent hero. If, if my math is kind of working in my favor. Um, uh, so I can't remember exactly when the first, uh, resplendent hero launched. So you might be right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't bother me. I think he looks great. Um, like. The other thing, the other thing about it is that just popped into my head is everybody already has Brave Ike because he was free, um, so giving him away again, like it, it kind of removes that fun of it of getting a new five star hero if you didn't have him before. I don't know if that can be considered a valid point as well, but um, there's a lot of weirdness stacking up against this character when there's so yeah. many other choices. Yeah, he looks okay. I mean, I guess the armor is nice, different armor, but you know. The coloring doesn't look that special. Looks no. Pretty similar to his normal coloring, just yellow on the outside instead of on the inside mm-hmm. of the cape. Uh, yeah, I am digging the the whole, like, cool-looking sort of, um, you know, black armor underneath his sort of cloak slash cape. What I think that looks really about? cool. talking about? If you look there, it's blue armor under there. Uh, is it blue? But at least on the right leg it is. Yeah, no, his leg is blue. Looks like it's kind of shining, but everything else, everything else looks black to me. That's a little weird. 
It is it is mostly black, just with a blue leg. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like that Twitter dress thing. Is it blue or black? We'll never know. Half the internet. Not quite the same thing. This is actually one blue leg, one black leg. Not a trick of the light. Ah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to see whether it's a trick of the light or just Ike. He left. He left his. (laughs) He left his his black shin guard at home. I don't know. So. And he just, ah, I guess I'll just use this blue one that I found at the office and, and hope no one notices. <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. Sure, sure. He just picked up a random shin guard at the office. Yeah, at the Fay office. You know what it is. Um, after that terrible joke, let's move into the fact that we have a mythic banner running right now. Uh, Saros and friends, I like to say. I don't know why. I just put quotations in there and it sounded right. Because who, who really is friends with Saros, honestly? Um, everyone's dead that's in this game so because she's old right uh or is she she's old yes um joining saros are the following heroes on the red side you've got legendary roy Lif, and catherine on the blue side you have legendary julia and legendary dimitri alongside saros green you've got yoon thrashir and uh dayak you almost got me it didn't happen it almost (laughs) that e i saw it just in time um, colorless. Not you've sure got... why you have trouble saying Deke's name like that, but okay. Deke? Is it Deke? That's how I would pronounce it, but... Oh, yeah. Sure, I Deke. guess if you really wanted, you could say the euphemism way, but, you know. Dayek. Dayek also works, kind of. Well, it's yeah, not a real name, probably, but... Is it Deke? It's probably Deke. Okay. That's what I always saw it as, but, you know. Yeah, we'll just we'll just go with Deke. That that makes a lot more sense. I don't know why I had to pronounce every letter <laughs> English. Um, colorless. You've got air. You've got legendary alm and flame. So uh, those are hey, our. No, should it be right should it be ear or what something like that? Yeah, I, I. It should be Since we're pronouncing every letter. Ear. I'm glad you you took me to task on that. Any thoughts on what's currently running here with these with these characters outside of the way I pronounce them? Not much. I mean, yeah, it's a nice little bundle. Um, there was a slight change to the way Aether Raid bonus heroes work. Uh, any new Mythics will get two seasons in a row as a bonus Mythics. So the next two seasons of Aether Raids will have um, Saros as a Mythic bonus hero that, during that. So good that stuff. slight change so you can, if you get the Mythic hero when you, they're new, you get a good chance to use them. That works. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, well, let's talk about the hero. Let's talk about mythic hero Seros, saint of legend. Seros is an ancient saint who is inseparable from the history of Fodlan. She's also the founder of the Church of Seros, uh, which itself has guided the continent for centuries. Seros is a blue dragon infantry wielding uh, Aurora Breath, grants attack plus three. If unit initiates combat, grants attack plus six to unit during combat. And unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. If foe initiates combat, grants defense slash resistance plus six during combat, and foe cannot make a follow-up attack. If foe's range is equal to two, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. She has a new skill in the B slot, Dragonwell 3, if unit's resistance is greater than foe's resistance, reduces damage during combat and from area of effect specials. This excludes rocker, rocker, roker, Air of Effect specials, the, the mode you guys don't play. You know. I believe they call them Rooker. Rooker. I'm not even sure we've had a Rooker sieges in a while. Yeah, actually, that's uh, probably why I could say it, and that's what I'm sticking to. Um, <laughs> by percentage equal to, uh, so yes, it um, uh, equal to difference between stats times four, max of 40%. She also has a new skill in the C slot, Wings of Light, grants attack slash speed slash defense. Slash resistance plus two plus X to ally mythic heroes during combat in turns one through five. X is equal to the turn number. Uh, excludes the unit. Effect only active if team includes three or fewer mythic heroes, including a unit. Rounding out her kit is Glacies as a Glacies. Words. As a special <laughs> and mirror impact in the A slot. Okay. Enough of me talking. Um I only had one sort of little question outside of uh, we can talk about her art. 
uh is this is a bit of, okay spoilers for the next 30 seconds uh well potential spoilers potential spoilers unless you have something that confirms them i don't i don't um i didn't i'm just okay i'm just gonna throw this out there because honestly is this is saros just Rhea or is Rhea saros because they look a little similar so you're saying anyone with light green hair has to be the exact same person just because they look similar because they can both turn into dragons wow they both I turn mean, into very similar dragons if not identical I mean, wh- what's next you're gonna tell me that uh <laughs> flane is saint sethleen because she likes fish and now you're gonna tell me Seth is not actually her brother but her father and is actually saint keyhole and other crazy stuff like that who keyhole what is it yes c-i-c-h-o-l but they pronounce it keyhole in the game if i recall correct hmm you and I played different games. Or I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. All I'm saying is that when she turned into the dragon in the preview video, I was like, wait a minute. That's the same dragon that Rhea turns into. Sorry, everybody. I mean, the game's been out for a while. And this is a Fire Emblem podcast. If you haven't beaten Three Houses, I did also say spoilers. But that's kind of what I'm going at. I mean, she looks very similar. She Does she have the same voice actress? Because it felt like she sounded uh... the same. Well, we can check. We can, know, couldn't we? Hold that up. We have this thing called but, the internet. Um, I could have looked also, it up earlier, too. you know, too. we have Saros or Rhea in the game already, so. I need, yeah, yeah, because I... As the duo hero with, uh, what you call it? Mm-hmm. I, it's just one of those things, so while, while you're looking that up, I will say, though, from... The animated intro to Three Houses, which we all we obviously just experienced again, um, starting the game over. She, they've captured her look from that intro really, really well. She looks, um, she looks great. Uh, I think she, like her, every every section of her art just reminds me of that intro and how badass it was. So they've nailed her look in terms of uh, what we've experienced in the game, and this is what's so great about three houses being like a modern fire emblem game is that finally the art that we're getting in fire emblem heroes is based on some solid art that we've seen in the game because we we were presented with what saros looked like at the beginning so i think she looks great and they've captured that really well did you uh did you dig up the voice actress uh yes it does look to be the same voice actress Hmm. the plot thickens good sir so if you have come back just uh Slight spoiler warning of nothing that I can recall getting confirmed 100% in-game, but I do believe, if it isn't actually confirmed, it is strongly implied that Saros and Rhea are the same person. Like, they don't deny it. I mean, like, you could maybe explain it away as, like, long-held descendants or something, but she's a... Yeah, but it is very possible that they are the same. Like I said, um, from what I remember of playing Blue Lions and... Uh, Black Eagles, I don't recall them confirming it there. I uh, haven't played all the way through Golden Deer, so they might confirm it sometime in the second half here. Mm-hmm. But, well, what happens if I look up Rhea Fire Emblem and see uh, Rhea as a character, Archbishop? Oh, great. I thought this would be easier. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think. Um, I think the thing is, like, I think what what got me was that in in Fire Emblem Three Houses, you don't see you don't see Saros turn into a dragon, but you see Ray turn into a dragon, Rhea turn into a dragon, and, and also in Fire Emblem Heroes, we don't have a Rhea on her own. Rhea is the second half of a duo hero, so it's Phyleth doing the attack, not Rhea. So right. Okay, well, what I, maybe I misspoke. What I meant was in Three Houses, you see Rhea turned into a dragon. Did I say heroes? Yes. I might have made a mistake there. I um, thought you said in... I thought I mis, may have misheard you. I thought you had said in Heroes, we don't see her turn into a dragon. It's like, yeah, we don't, because she's the second theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's no real... As you said, there's no real sort of... Uh, there's no... Yeah, there's no real, there's no real way to tell. I'm sure, like, 
I'm now looking at a wiki is saying like, okay, full name is Seros, but her alias is Rhea. So she could be the same person. They don't deny it. They don't confirm it in the game. But like, it was strongly implied to me when I saw her transform into a dragon, because honestly, I would have thought in, in that preview video, I thought she would have just been a sword unit. Um, usually because I'm not paying attention when I'm watching those videos. But then when I saw her turn into a dragon, I paid closer attention that she is a, she she is a dragon unit. So what what they're building in the art almost has no bearing on anything, seeing as you know, Raven is a X unit who's standing around with a sword. Yeah. So yeah. I I guess I'm just saying that like I wasn't paying full attention, and then I kind of had the realization like, oh, these are, and and people could probably let us know in the Discord or write in and basically say like, nah, it was it was not confirmed, but very 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 strongly implied that she was the. I mean, she gets pretty heated in, in Black Eagle, and it's it's pretty evident why. It's because it's like, ah, you're doing it again, you humans, you. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. she's not too happy about it. I don't know. It just and Like I said, it's been a while. Maybe they confirmed it in Black Eagles. Maybe they confirmed it in Blue Lions. Maybe not. I uh, haven't played through Golden Deer fully, so maybe they confirm it somewhere later on. But... I can't recall for sure if they do 100% confirm it, but it is strongly implied. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get there. We'll figure it out as we continue into Golden Deer, which we'll talk about in a bit. But um, before we jump into the Outrun Gate, I'm curious, when are when are we going to be able to return to Seros and the rest of the Legendary slash Mythic crew? Well, uh, they've started making it a bit easier for me, uh, labeling them out in the... Uh, in-game notes, just like I kind of do already, uh, where we know that April, Seros, Air, and Thrasir are coming back. In May, we'll get Rory returning. June, we'll get Julia, Leaf, and Alm. And uh, Dimitri and Yoon both got to wait, wait all the way until July to come back again. So, Well, good thing I got my Dimitri and Julia on, because uh don't have to wait till basically summer. That sounds pretty good, though. June and July. I know you don't have winter where you are. The closest return is three months out. So, yeah, it's going to go a little while. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm curious. So we do have returning heroes in February and March. Just these heroes on this banner aren't returning. Okay. Correct. Um, Makes sense. You know, I have the lists. I didn't update it yet with these ones, but I have the list separate uh, that we have that Tell, has a calendar of who's coming back when, but they only tell us uh, for the people on that banner when they're next coming back. Uh, but we still don't know what's going on with those eight heroes, like the first eight uh, legendary heroes who have been pulled out of the pool. Uh, we don't know what their story is, like um, Ike and others. Ike was removed. He was originally supposed to be on this banner, as was... Lynn and Hector, both of them have been pulled off, but we might hear about that during the anniversary thing. All right, let's head into the Outram Gate as we discuss our game club, which is three houses. Um, right now we're working on white clouds, but we are heading into the cloud, the Claude route, uh, which is Verdant Wind. And we have chapter four this week, which is Rite of Rebirth. And Eddie, you're going to give us a quick rundown of uh, what, 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 what did we play? What did we play this week? Mm. Technically, this is all the Claude route because you have Claude on your team. That's true. Uh, the only differences between the other route is who, you know, two of the characters you have. Uh, but should... this week, huh? they don't so... change the name of the of the of the of the. No, nope, it's White Clouds because it's all the same events. Yeah, it's only after the end of the first half, uh, when the events start to vary far more, that they change the name of the section or whatever so because all all three houses deal with the same events during this you know five years earlier time period they generally keep the names the name of the section the same uh but here we are in chapter four due to the secret note found at the end of last chapter on lord lanado the monastery is on edge out of fear of the plot to kill Rhea. uh but claude and you think it is just a smoke screen in order to um, as your mission for the month, you are to help protect the monastery. And in order to protect his, uh, I'll learn how to talk one of these days. 
Uh, but in order to help protect as much of the monastery as possible on the day of the Rite of Rebirth, since the knights will be focused on keeping Rhea safe from the plot, uh, the you are assigned for that month to you know assist during the Rite of Rebirth. Uh, as part of the suspicion that it is not actually going after Rhea that they are doing, uh, you research around uh, the monastery during that first week and settle on a uh, the likely target to be the Holy Mausoleum because it is only open to the public on the day of the rite. All other times it is off limits. Uh, on the day of the rite, you uh, assemble at the Holy Mausoleum, go on in and find out that you were right. There's a group uh, there trying to break into the tomb of Saros. Um, and with them is a uh, menacing figure on a horse with a skull mask. Uh, Death Knight, if you will, uh, sitting there. Uh, but he name. doesn't really... <laughs> yes, I was hinting at that without straight up saying it. <laughs> well, you don't need to hint at it. You know it's his name. True. See that, Only because folks, That's what they call title. pulling an Eddie. I did it. I did yep. it. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he doesn't really seem to care. He's just sitting there. As long as you don't pester him, he doesn't pester you and lets you kill all of the people he's with. Uh, real real great help he is for them. Uh, once you beat everyone, um, although he does have a special item to re- uh, level to a specific class that you can't level to otherwise, uh, but if you're going to go after that, make sure you have everything set up. Uh, if you don't think you can take him, make sure you have everything set up to end the chapter quickly after you steal from him, because he gets cranky if you try and steal from him. <laughs> uh, once you defeat it, uh, it goes to a cutscene where the uh, enemy gets the tomb open, and instead of the body of uh, Saros, is there's just a sword in there. Uh, in it is even appears to be one of the hero's relics, uh, but it does not have the stone that uh, Thunderbrand has had in the last chapter. Uh, during the fight, the sword gets knocked into the air. Byleth grabs it, and it. Uh, flames up where it activates as if she had the uh, crest stone with her. Uh, after you successfully save the sword, Saros decides to give it to you uh, for safekeeping since you are able to use it. Um, and we cut back to our nice mysterious armored dude in who's out in the woods chatting with Another creepy dude who asks to borrow the Death Knight for his own purposes, which the creepy armored dude who somehow knows about uh, Byleth being uh, told to hold on to the sword uh, grants. So, mm-hmm. pretty uh, pretty jam packed chapter, and I thought that this was sort of the first battle that kind of is introducing you more closely to what what the story is going to be um featuring and and in terms of characters and intrigue and, and mysterious characters like we got a bit of the flame emperor mm-hmm. and now we got like this evil mustache guy and more of the death knight because i think he popped up before but it just this chapter felt yeah. to me like the I think introduction this is the first time to... we've seen the death knight hmm? i think this is the first time we've seen the death knight he, i guess i think he was I'm... hinted at during chatting around the um uh monastery some creepy guy creepy oh, guy in right. a mask but yeah and then we just assumed it was Jeritza or whatever his name was um that's not his name a creepy guy in a mask i don't know if we assumed it was Jeritza when it was discussed it's just she talks about um manuela talks about some guy breaking a date with her and she you know some knight or whatever breaking a date with her and she assumes it's just all about the talk in the town of some creepy guy skulking around in the mask at night hmm. so yeah i just i just felt like this chapter was a, a kind of a beginning to more of the, like i know the last chapter had a little bit of it but this really felt like the kickoff to the game of here's the mystery we're going to be focusing on this isn't just going to be you know solving problem of the week like with the bandits yeah. and then the 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 sort of um yeah. the rebellion. Oh, yeah, everything up to now kind of felt like a prologue, you know, the uh rebellion 
not really connected, but you you know it leads you with the little uh, secret note leads you into what actually is some hint of it, what is actually going on. Uh, but if I remember correctly, next month we kind of go back to the you know bad guy of the month formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was a fun chapter, and I really appreciated what we uh, what we got with this one. I, I think there was a lot of. There was, it felt like there was more monastery stuff because you were having to run around talking to a lot of people uh, to find the six or seven clues as to where they could attack. Um, I think it's actually until you find a specific clue. Is it? But yeah. I felt like I got them all. So either I was incredibly unlucky well, or... I don't it's know. more a case of the clues are going to be there no matter what. But once you talk to Flane and get her clue, uh, it says the quest changes from investigate to report back to Claude. Oh, you know so, what? I think I just talked to Flane last because I just couldn't be bothered to talk to her, I guess. I, I like Flane, don't get me wrong. but I, mean, I, I always, in these types of chapters, I always run around and do all the discussions and stuff. So even if the investigation note is pointless by the time I pick it up, you know. Yeah. No, I, I, I talked to everybody but... as well. I think that's my problem. Uh, although, I'll be honest, after I finish a chapter, I'm kind of like um, gearing up for more. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump back in and do some of the monastery stuff. And I think that's where maybe our first game club chapter, I was kind of playing into the monastery for the next chapter. And that's probably why it felt like less less tedious. And I did that again this yeah. time. And I think that's that's working out really well. And I've just been sort of keeping side notes so I don't kind of mix mix the weeks up but um it's really helped to kind of like continue that momentum uh but in terms of sort of my extra extra activities i recruited petra um which was nice because she was one of my favorite characters from my my black eagle playthrough uh i had tea time with balthus which was delightful um you do unlock tea time in this chapter um go ahead I was saying yes. Sorry, I was agreeing. Oh, I heard it. Just... I heard it. It sounded like you were going to say. Um, I uh, I I got to say though, the roster update, uh, the roster upgrade from the DLC, is kind of a godsend for the tea time because I really find those three ambiguous options that they give you when you're talking is just it sometimes like seems like the right answer, but it's it's not. Um, yeah. Although I did have an issue where does it not? I think it just gives you one redo. It doesn't let you redo Correct. every it's choice. Just one time. Yeah. So. so I leaned on a little too heavy the on a on a couple of tea times that I did because you can you get the option yeah, to do tea time for birthdays, but uh, that's why I pulled pulled up the guide because it tells you which prompts the character prefers. So it gives you three random prompts, and I just look to see which of those three is actually on their preferred list on the guide. Uh, um, I haven't gone that far in terms of no. guides, but yes, I guess I'm it does give you extra of, charm. I am kind of, you know, sort of cheating even there, because in order to make sure I don't run out of time, I usually put the game in sleep mode while I look them up. But, oh, that's a good point. Because, yeah, there is a timer um, when you're discussing things over tea because you don't want to be rude and yeah, answering you people. Have 20 prompts to go through and figure out which one is actually one of the three that's up there it takes a few seconds so yeah yeah for sure um i did uh i got my professor le- professor level up to a so i was sitting at b plus for the longest time and i was able to bump it up to a this time around um i made byleth a thief since i mainline sword classes in my first playthrough I do know the thief is a is a sword class, but uh, I think I kind of kept it to like for for Byleth. I kind of kept um, her in my Black Eagle playthrough to sort of the sword um, standard uh, mm-hmm. units, and then I figured you know let's mix things up. Thief, I think, was the new class they added in the DLC, right? With with no. Anna, um, is well, that Anna DLC? became before the DLC classes, or maybe it was? Uh, but thief is a basic class that's always been there the special class is the trickster which oh. is kind of an upgraded thief oh okay okay we'll, we'll get to that well, actually it's it's similar and different to old tricksters old tricksters were more like the assassin in this game where it's a thief and archer 
combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time the trickster is a thief and healing com- healer combo. So trickster is actually a great class for Byleth because Byleth stuff already leans towards sword and healing. Uh, because you get if you do enough of the um, training and healing, you will. Uh, oh, what do they call it? You'll go from not being efficient to being efficient for Byleth. So Byleth already leans towards faith and swords. So mm. Trickster yeah. would probably be a pretty good class for Byleth. Cool. Well, I'll have to look into that. Um, I, I, I also upgraded a bunch of units to intermediate classes, but not really to the point where I kind of need to go over what everyone is, is pretty standard down the line type stuff. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty productive sort of um, week for this chapter. And um, I, I have a couple questions for you. I mean, you mentioned that the Death Knight, you could fight him. Now, you're, you have some pretty powerful units. Did you attempt to fight him? Or did you just kind of leave him be? So... I'm running behind because of my crazy grinding. Um, I did most of the discussion of the chapter from memory of previous times I've played through. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I've played through this chapter four or five times, I was pretty sure I had most of it down pat. So I have not fought him yet. have not done the end of chapter thing. Uh, I'm still grinding up le- uh, classes and levels or classes on the characters, but I believe he pops up as a level 20 character and all my characters are around level 20 or above. A couple levels above, so I will probably end up fighting him and beating him. Um, but on one of my previous playthroughs, I did steal from him, and I found out pretty quickly that if you... um. When you steal from him, he becomes active as if you had attacked him. Oh. So the <laughs> uh, way I did it in the end in that time, because I didn't, wasn't able to fight him down, beat him down, is I waited until I had someone, had characters lined up and ready to beat the end boss, the last of the bad guys up top, and stole from him. And before the enemies got a turn, I went up and uh, beat the end boss. And at that point, he just bugs out. So, hmm. well, but then yes, there you the go. Dark seal that allows you to get to the dark mage class for males. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. So, um, but in terms of your grinding, you were able to recruit Catherine. This is the first chapter you yep. can recruit her, but you were able to get her right away. I, I did not get her yet. Yep. I spoke to her and she joined right away. Um, I thought I could recruit Cyril as well this chapter. I was wrong. I guess it's the next chapter. That he joins you. Um, but you did get introduced to him in the early opening stuff. Um, but I actually did a second week in the monastery because I thought I could recruit him and I had forgotten to. But I just hadn't gotten and talked to him, so. Cool. Well, there you go. You're going to mm-hmm. go talk to Cyril. Good stuff. Yeah, and I'm up to, I think, B, uh, Professor Rankin, because I was at C+. So I finally got my second adjutant. Which has been helpful in grinding up um, levels, because I've determined the system I'm planning to use for the game. Uh, Whether I have to abandon it later on or not, we'll find out. Uh But essentially, the way I'm doing it is I'm trying to do three classes a month per unit. So... Okay, interesting. I, I level them up through the classes that I've trained them in, and then I spend time... You know, with them as adjutants, where they learn skills that there might be a little tougher for them, in order to have three classes that they can uh, have a good chance, if not a guarantee, of succeeding the entry or the exam certification for. So, is there a reason you want to have three classes for each character? Like, because I'm crazy and I want to get every class on every character, so that in future playthroughs, if I decide not to. Prime like a mad madman. I can unlock certain skills if I want to unlock them for them, or unlock uh, weapon levels and stuff for them. If I want to take them a certain route, hmm. seems like a lot of work. But hey, it is. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. And for there's like... a good chance it might fall be- fall by the wayside halfway through. Yeah, for I mean, like 
I hate to say like little payoff, but I mean, it really depends on how often you plan on going back to the game. Mm, that that would be my thing. Like, true. Yeah, it's hard to say. I guess we'll see how it goes. Maybe in the end, it'll pay off, and that you'll have you'll have better characters than I for the later missions. But um, if, if nothing else, I have extra powerful characters for right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I've noticed some glass ceilings even in the world of Fodlin. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Not really, but I'm glad that you're uh, no, you're enjoying it. I've just I've just noticed that all the male characters, even like Lindhart, who is proposed as a kind of weak character, seem to have a lot higher defense than most of the female characters. Even ones like Ingrid, who are supposed to be more martial. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. Ingrid and Petra, they're both kind of more martial, but I guess they rely more on dodging than taking the hits. It's really only Catherine and maybe one other that can sit there and take the hits easily right away. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, that is a bit odd. You'd think you'd have more, like Hilda would have more sort of defense points. Uh, Hilda is another one that has a strong defense. You're right. I forgot about her, but... Yeah, she's a powerhouse. She is rocking it in my playthrough, so... I think Hilda's the closest to an Effie that you get in this game. You know, that female character who's a heavy armored high defense unit most of the females so far in the game just have a lot weaker defenses so yeah well i uh look forward to playing more three houses as we continue in our game club uh we'll have chapter five of white clouds next uh week when we'll be continuing our adventures with claude and gang uh and that is going to do it for this episode yes i know no Faye channel for the Faye anniversary we will, uh, as I said, join us in our Discord. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord, and we will discuss it together there. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with a full r- rundown of what's going on for the anniversary, and, and we'll have had played it. So we'll kind of know what it is, and we'll be able to experience it too. So looking forward to that. You can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net or go to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are going to be recording a special, a, uh, a special live reaction to the Faye Channel that is celebrating the fourth anniversary, among some other things that have may or may not have been spoiled by Discord or uh, YouTube previews. Um, we hold uh, no grudge there because this is no longer one of those Faye channels that they just they premiere. It's a it's a video that you can scrub and things happen so it, it is a little late we're gonna start this 20 minute video uh eddie's here with me of course say hi eddie what no i'm not here you're imagining me it's true it is late uh it would not put it past my fragile psyche <laughs> um so we are going to do a live a live reaction to this uh hopefully we can do more of these in the future and i felt like this was a special enough one that we had to had to make it work. So the video just got posted about a half hour ago. Both Eddie and I have been very good to to stay away from um, the video, even though we are excited. All right. Are we ready, Eddie? Are you ready to see what is about to make you angry? Because you did allude to being angry. Uh, not happy. I wouldn't say I was angry with it, but yeah. not happy. And we'll see if I was right and, you know, see if they justify it. All right. Well, uh, we're going to do a three, two, one. Um, for those listening at home, don't worry about having to have the video up. If you've already watched it, you'll be hearing the audio in the background a little lower than, um, uh, than, than what you would normally hear. But anyways, we're going to start the video. Eddie, you've got your hover hand going. We're going to start it in three, two, one. All right. Prepare for the flap. There it is. Yep, looks like we got four things that she's going to be discussing. Yep. Hello, 
still not used to the <laughs> that voice. Yeah, the Celtic voice. Yeah. But I'd never leave you out in the cold. That's why I, Faye, have I still don't the like that they they throw these out the whole video. Yeah. I still think it's more fun when they do the premiere stuff. And for me, it's less about the throwing it out. It's just the no warning. They tell you about it as it goes up now. That's what drives me crazy. Yeah. They were live tweeting some of the CYL results. Let's start here. Guessing this is CYL, but Oh yay! Yep. It's time to announce the results of the Choose Your Legends round five event. Thanks to all you so, summoners out there who took the Gatekeeper time to beat down Krom or did Krom make a comeback? Hey, it was Gatekeeper. Yeah. These wow, he jumped into first. Took it. Wow. Choose your legends versions of these four and Marth got his finally. Yeah. I'm surprised Marianne managed to take the woman's side. Yeah. And uh, female Byleth didn't uh, didn't didn't hold that second spot. Erico bounced back. Yep. Well, it was someone else in number one. It was either Erica or something. Uh, yeah, I, sure. I think it was Erica. So. Oh, there you go. Login bonuses. Tempest Trials. Tempest Trials. Hero Fest, as well as a special hero summon, so that's good. This time around, the anniversary bonus takes the form of two different login bonuses that will be oh, live joy. at the same time. Two. Oh, so one's going to be items, one's going to be orbs. There's your 20 orbs. And up to 44 trade fruits. So, four a day. Ten. No. I, I'm, I don't know how they're going to do the trade fruits. I guess there's some bonus um, some days for their trade fruits. Yeah. I haven't really used the trade fruits, to be honest. Neither have I. Oh, wow. So another 24 orbs through the quests. Yeah. Whoa, what's this? Oh, yep. I heard rumors about this. A for free form of soul. I've never, I've never used one of those, so this is pretty cool. I wonder if they've been experiencing a lack of purchases on these, and maybe they're like, okay, I guess we can give, give one away. Maybe, or maybe they're, you know, who knows why they decided to, but hey. It's hard to pick which forma to add to your army, isn't it? So we can only use it on 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 a current forma event, right? Uh, no, it's, it's a item that you hold on to and goes on as long as you want to. Oh, now, I can double check in my game later, but I have bought most of the forma soul packages, but never actually used them. Oh, okay. Yeah, ten tickets for the hero fest. I don't know what the other summoning banner was. And the hero fest that's available when you first start playing the game will be changed to this version. Okay. It looks like what? ten of the tickets so, I Shamir, Duo, Ephraim, Shinon, and Sothis will be the hero fest in Shinon. Right along, we're hosting another grand hero party. Seven of the grand oh, they're going quick. For a twenty-minute video, this is. And this is still just the first uh, page, so yeah. There are some quests that allow you to add these grand. Well, that's always exciting for these types of games to have a bunch of cool stuff going on. You should definitely give them another go. Grand Hero Party. Next, we have the Special Hero Summon Year Four event. Is this the one where they we can just get one? All the special heroes of the past year. And February 1st, 2021, you can summon one into your barracks for free. Hmm, picking a color is never easy. <laughs> Dark Desert Hero Rituals are not included, so the, the newest ones are not there yet because it's still running, I guess. Yeah. Hmm, I always find that's a toss-up. I usually just pick the color that has the, the most amount of heroes that I don't have. Yeah. Just I usually have all of them, so it's kind of a. Votes will determine the top hero among those who have appeared in Fire Emblem Heroes since launch. More voting, yay! We set up a special website yep. where you can go to vote. 
and the polls open today. Oh. Please go vote if you can. No, it's a voting gauntlet again, like last year. What was it? One year they gave us the winner. Yeah, Brave one year they gave us the winner. The next year they gave us a summon of one of four of them. Oh. And then last year I think was the voting was the voting gauntlet again. So they are they are giving away the winning hero of the voting gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the top four will appear in a focus. What's more, in March. And that one will be sparked. Cool. Ooh, is that a tease that maybe we're getting a, we're getting sparks on special banners? Until they confirm it, I'm hey man, not holding we, my breath on that. We got 15 minutes. I'm not minutes. sure if that counts as a special banner. That's a, it's you know, special a unique banner. It's, it's special, but it's not a special hero's banner. Oh, is the chief coming in? And this should mm. be the Valentine's event. Okay, Eddie, prepare. Yeah. Prepare to be not happy. Over there on the right is what annoyed me. Okay. On the far right is the one that I saw that if it's if I right, it annoyed me. Is it? I saw the uh, whirlwinds talking in Discord. It's is it Papa original and Mama? characters? It's all original. Uh, it looks like Papa is there. It's all OCs. They said Asker and Embla. So it's Papa Asker. Maybe Mama will be one. Gustav, yep. Interesting axe choice. I feel like that would not stand up against much. Yeah? I don't know, he looks pretty silly. Don't really want him. <laughs> that was interesting. What did he do? He kind of moved. He, he moved over and attacked the person in front of Anna, then moved back. And Henrietta, yeah. Call me Henriette. She looks cool. Mama Asker, yeah. Next, we have Henriette. Throwing a Henriette. pot of flowers. Sorry, added a random A. I guess so. Then who's the duo that you were upset by? Because I figured it would be Papa and Mama Asker. I guess we'll find out soon. Oh, she also moves. See, she did it too. She moved to where another hero was and attacked from there. And so she takes the then hit. Then I'll show her moving back. Oh, Alphonse. Oh, wow, they are really going... Nothing in make me happier. Following the family ties, he has no pants, Eddie. He's the prince of and <laughs> that is correct. Interesting that you focused on that. Sure I mean, it's that. it's late. I don't know. I don't really have an excuse. So he's attacking like normal. See, I could have sworn Faye was about to say he's participating in the festival without his pants. But he she said parents, so he's got a skirt. Yeah. The people I'd like to give and Veronica. To Another Veronica. Are... Yeah, this is um. So no Serena. Not gonna lie, this is a little, uh, little, little, little dull. I don't know. Oh, wait till you see the duo here. Is it worse? I'm certain it's correct. That's up to you. Complaining a lot, but still, this is. Henrietta looks cool. Gustav looks like you. That should not have been the first Gustav in the game. Like that was a larger than normal strike. Faye's obsession with Xander is still going strong. The day of devotion. Oh no. A day to is it Lif and Thresh <laughs> yes. here? To you. Yes. Uh, this festival is not so we got two versions of Alphonse and Veronica. Is that through here? Oh, wow! Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? Last, but certainly not least, we have Leaf and Thrasir. Leaf. They were once I was right. Leaf and Thrasir. Now, they're here as a duo hero. A gift. Um, yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, that's a pretty good like book three tie-in. You've got mom and dad. You've got two Alphonses and. Veronica's. Mm -hmm. Gustav, Henriette, Alphonse, and the duo hero. So Veronica's the free one. Make an appearance in the upcoming special hero summoning event, Love of a King. Veronica will also join your barracks if you earn enough points in the associated That's Tempest Trials Plus event. Like I think out of all of them, right. I was kind of like I would like to get Veronica and. Well, I mean the do the leaf and 
so then we'll get some tickets. That's nice. Yep. It showed smart. one and two, so that's the one. The other, the Hero Fest is the two. So you get ten Hero Fest, five Valentines. Update. Ah, filling out the missing info for the update. Also, you notice they didn't specify mention a spark on that one. So. No, yeah, you're right. Oh boy! So the, my four characters that I use for everything will finally not be maxed out. <laughs> yep. At least for a week or two. Yeah. Yes, we want the spark system added to the special. Oh! So you actually get to have a face for your character. I'm surprised it took them that long, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. People, there are a lot of Kirans or Kirans in the... In the game, it's the limited selection of looks, but you can yeah change it around. Start. Oh, you can put accessories on you. Special accessories that can only be worn by summoners. Yeah. Huh. What? Apparently, only in Mjolnir Strike, but yeah. Yeah, if you're visiting, it's kind of a, you know, you kind of have to have a playable version of the character. Yeah. This summoner's overcome all kinds of obstacles and grown stronger this way. That might, that might be a reason to play Mjolnir Strike, or at least check it out to kind of play with your yep. your own summoner. I don't have much more on that now, but not to worry. We'll explain in detail at a later date via an in-game notification. Yeah, but wouldn't it be like by February fourth? Because that's when the update's coming. Well, no. This—they said the Mjolnir strike thing is going to be coming later. Oh, oh, I see. How do you think they learned them? With their special copy skills power, of course. Copy skills allow you to copy some homework. That your ally heroes have. Copy them and equip them right to yourself. Oh, that's neat. So copied skills don't affect the original really character, so that's good. It doesn't look like it does, so that looks like a summoning summoning icon. So maybe maybe it is something related to summoning. And we've got six minutes to explain it. Although I know there's probably some illustrations. Oh there's your Oh wow. Changing to how summoning works and updates to previous Legendary heroes. Okay. Let's go over some changes to legendary heroes that this is kind of the gap of heroes that were pushed around you had, you had noted, so... Yeah, those eight legendary heroes, I figured that's what the remix is going to be. Some of the legendary heroes that previously appeared in legendary hero summoning events will now begin appearing in legendary hero remix summoning events in remix these legendary heroes will be appearing in legendary hero remixes from now on so they're basically so like those eight that were pulled out of the pool will be part of the remixes initially oh and they're also updating previous legendary heroes yep here we go even better they won't be losing any of their current skills in exchange for these ones They'll have the option to learn them in addition to the skills they already have. I dig that Fjorm's getting a, a bump because she, uh, she needs it. She's been, wow. it's been a while. He'll be able to increase his and his and they're special. And it'll be easier for him to use his special as well. Fjorm now do you have to summon a... She'll be able to nice. Ice Mirror 2 is like the thing that she was great for. Stronger when she fights with allies at her side. There will be six other legendary heroes so do we have to unlock them or do we just get them? That's what I'm wondering. Why wouldn't you keep it at color, the legendary 8%? It'll be a little easier than ever to add a legendary hero to your barracks. But plus, 
I guess there's only six heroes. This one does spark, it looks like. So the remix does spark. Okay. Now is the Legendary Hero Remix something they're going to be doing? It sounds like they're going to be doing often. Like, probably monthly? Maybe more often? I don't know. Four star special rate. A summoning screen. I guess there's only one thing to do. <laughs> You're killing me, Faye. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Like I don't think this is gonna be a big update. Question marks. What? The hell just happened? I have no clue. So is, are they just teasing us now? Like, oh, it's just a four star. But wait. I don't. So... The so, heroes that are available to be summoned this way are the five-star new heroes that appeared in the game up until August of 2018, shown here. I bet you're used to seeing them in summoning event revivals, huh? From now on, these heroes will no longer appear in summoning events at five-star rarity. Oh. The four-star okay. special rate will be available on summoning events. So they're moving those out of the five-star pool, but you'll get them. You can get them upgraded I mean, to five stars. So what they did previously is they pulled them out of new heroes and special new special hero banners, but reruns would have them in there still. So they're pulling them out of reruns, and I guess pulling them out of the revival banners unless the revival banners are going away. And there now be possible pop up as a random four star that's not actually a four star. So that's an interesting change. Yeah. It's funny they didn't. And since it doesn't affect the five star rate, it is a chance to get a five star while not losing, not getting pity broken. But it's a five star off focus. Right. Four star. It does not count as a five star. Yeah, no. But the four stars that can get upgraded to five stars are like. Are, are, would be pity breakers, I guess. Normally. I don't know. Well, no longer would they be pity breakers. No, of course not. And for a while, at least some of them weren't pity breakers anyway. Uh, they were pulled out of the five-star pool and only in revival banners. Uh, okay. So. So now we're getting the, uh, the old artwork. Art. Yeah, the rest of your art, yep. Um. But, yeah, the, the way that I understand that to work is, you know, I don't know if the revival banners are going away, but... If they're not a focus, they won't pop up as a five star and ruin your pity rate, but they might pop up as a hidden four star. Okay. So you'll randomly get a four star that shows up as question marks and turns into a five star. And that has a separate rate. And I don't know if that goes up or down as you summon. They didn't really show what it, you know, how it changes. Yeah. Potentially I mean, it goes down. Right. It, it seems like they, they, for this fourth anniversary event, they're giving us a lot of free stuff. There's um, a couple of summonings, some free heroes, but not not like a ton of like substance, right? Um, there's some stuff there, but I, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm not asking for another Fey Pass or something. Um, the My Summoner stuff is cool, but uh, it's, just, it's just odd that, like, they didn't even mention... They didn't even mention Fate Pass. They didn't even mention, um, like... Well, yeah, but, I mean, if they're not actually doing anything with those, there's no point in mentioning them. True. You know? They're not changing it. Fate Pass is just running as it always is. Not being updated or, you know, changed in any way. Why bother bringing it up? No, Especially right. since last time when they originally brought it up, it got a lot of backlash. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly interesting, and obviously, we'll take some time.
to process, enjoy it ourselves, and then we'll be back, uh, as we said earlier in the episode, on Saturday. So there'll be a new episode next week. We'll be talking about all our time with the Faye anniversary content. Um, it's late. We're going to head out, but thank you for, for enjoying this alongside us. Eddie, thank you for joining me to do this live reaction. Uh, sorry if it's a little subdued. It's, 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 it is a little later for me than I'm used to, but um, glad we did it because it's still always fun to enjoy this, uh, this stuff live um, and not just read a recap uh, the next day after waking up. We're going to call it there. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, enjoy Fire Emblem Heroes and happy summoning. We'll see you next week. Happy Fae anniversary. Wave to the fine people, Eddie. I am. Can't you see? I can. I can. I just. They can't. This is an audio only podcast. What are you doing? Uh, all right. Bye, everybody.